Welcome to the Dynasty Freaks podcast with your host, Justin Christopher. For free rankings, player values, waiver wire tips, and trade advice, follow him online at dynastyfreaks.com or email dynastyfreaks at gmail.com. Hello and greetings from Austin, Texas. Welcome all of you Dynasty Freaks. Admit it. It's okay. You're addicted to Dynasty. I am too. My name is Justin Christopher and I am a Dynasty Freak. That's a freak with two E's. It's a long explanation. It makes us freaky. Anyway, I love the NFL. I watch every game every week. I love drafting, trading, scouting, and managing all of my teams 365 days a year. So do you. So let's talk some Dynasty. Here's what we have in store today. Today we're actually going to be looking at my rankings as they compare to the Dynasty League football, or better known as DLF, some of the best guys around for Dynasty expertise. What I've been doing is uh, now that the, the what I call the month-long dead dreaded period is that period but this the whole next month when there's no activity in the NFL happening, call it the dreaded period. We've got about a month now where we're waiting before we really get much of any news that takes place. And so uh, dead time for us, but during that dead time period, we kind of during OTAs got little bits of nuggets and news that came out during OTAs that gave us a, a bit of information or understanding or some knowledge about what to do with our players. And so what I did is at the end of the OTAs, I spent that week just kind of reshuffling my rankings and kind of finalizing them here before we get to actual training camps, because when we get more news, definitive news in training camps, let alone the preseason games, then we'll be able to kind of really re-rank our rankings. So I've got my rankings set until we get to training camps. And now what I wanted to do, having not looked at DLF's rankings, who are, again, are one of the best guys in the league, I love looking at DLF because they are consensus rankings, so you've got these great experts and analysts that have been uh, compiling their rankings, they compile them all into one, so you have like a consensus rankings for DLF. So what I did is I started taking my rankings, comparing them, having not looked at theirs, comparing mine with theirs, and then noticing where there's discrepancies. And so it gives me a chance basically to kind of talk about if you want to say like boomer bust players or players at least that I have much higher value on than they do or players that I have ranked lower than they do at DLF. So if you were listening uh, last week, we talked about quarterbacks and tight ends. And this week, we're going to write about running backs. And next week, we will write and on this podcast discuss wide receivers. So take the DLF experts. I'm your own independent fantasy advice. So this is what I claim myself to be, just your independent fantasy voice in the Dynasty community. So I'm going to tell you like where I think that I am different from DLF now that I've actually compared my final rankings with their rankings. So we're going to talk about running backs here. We'll talk first about guys that I think I have higher rank than they do. I will say that there's a lot of differences. What I did do is I tried to pick differences where there are six spots or more, at least so there's at least a six-spot difference in our rankings. And I only use the top 60 running backs because once you get past about 60, there's a lot of uh, difference of opinion, both within their rankers and their consensus ranking as well as just me with the consensus DLF rankings. So this only goes one through 60, but those are the players that you guys care about most, most likely. And I will talk about the differences where we have six spots or more difference. All right, so here we go. Players that I like more than the Dynasty League football league, uh, Dynasty League football website has. First is Leonard Fournette. I have him ranked as my number 12 running back, where DLF has him ranked as their number 18 running back. So six spots difference there. Uh, man, I'm just way higher on Fournette than any of the DLF uh, analysts, let alone their consensus rankings. So I have him ranked higher than anyone on their staff, besides, let alone the, the uh, consensus rankings. 
So there's no doubt, I'll admit it, there's no doubt that he's injury prone. Yeah, we've learned a lot from the end of last year that he's also not only injury prone, he's kind of in the doghouse a little bit with the coaches and the GM there. But I still say that there's still no denying his talent when he's playing. Um, I do have a, like a pretty severe tear break after number 10. So Joe Mixon's my number 10 ranked running back, and there's a big tear break. But then I have Le'Veon Bell and Leonard Fournette as 11 and 12, and they're the clear next two after that tear break. And I would say that every one of them is uh, ahead of the rest of that tier. They might even be a tier unto themselves because after them I have Kerryon Johnson, Dalvin Cook, Josh Jacobs, Marlon Mack, Miles Sanders, David Montgomery, and all of those players, all of them, listen to that list. They're either unproven rookies or they're very injury-prone guys themselves. And so I'm not going to give up on Fournette, who's proven to be better than all the other injury-prone players, let alone these rookies that, you know, haven't proven anything yet. And so I believe that they do plan to use him more this year. I think they're actually even going to use him more in the passing game, even though that's not really his forte. But now that Yeldon's gone, I think it's his uh, overall uh, is overall going to improve this next year. Yeah, last year I felt like Jacksonville just had a complete team collapse. Like they were just awful. <laughs> they were cocky coming into the season and just had an awful year. I really do believe that they've been humbled by this and that they will be a tough. Uh, defense, kind of they're going to continue that style of trying to be just a really tough defense and become a run first team, which bodes even better for Leonard Fournette. I think he's going to have his best year of his short three-year career. So this this third year will be his best year of his career. You can bank on that. Second player that I'm higher on than DLF is Kareem Hunt. I have Kareem Hunt ranked number 20. Well, DLF has him ranked number 26. Not a huge difference, but six there. So this is obviously just a dynasty ranking, right? We're not talking about redraft. Um, I know that he won't play until after week nine this year because he's got an eight-game suspension. They have a bye week in there. So he's uh, not going to play until the very end of the season. But I would just say he has already proven enough in his NFL years to say that he could be ranked ahead of the guys that they have ranked ahead of him at DLF. Like I just can't believe they have some of the guys ranked ahead of him uh, given the consistency that Hunt has already proved the type of player that he could be. I'm, on, I, I'm actually higher on him than all but one of the DLF analysts. Uh, to be fair, there is one analyst of the DLF guys that has him ranked number 41, so that really skews the consensus ranking quite a bit on their front. Uh, but still, I just think Hunt is too good of a player to not make an impact when he comes back, let alone, if obviously, we're talking dynasty here. We're talking about the years to come. It remains to be seen if this will actually grow to be a true split backfield with Chubb and Hunt. Like, that could be the future for Cleveland, or it could be that Hunt, you know, gets traded if he shines, particularly if he does really well the last, you know, few games of the season. Maybe he shines really well and gets traded. But here's the thing. Just on pure talent, like, I would put Chubb and Hunt among the top 10 running backs in the NFL, like, just on pure talent. Like, I love them both as a top 10 running back in the league. And if they do remain on the same team and split the backfield in years to come, I'd still actually be super high on them, high on them both, like... Chubb would come down a little bit in my rankings just because he'd be splitting a little bit more time than Hunt, but Hunt would move up quite a bit because I think Cleveland is a young, up-and-coming offense, and they could both eat, so to speak, on this team, even if they're splitting the workload. Like, I really still love Kareem Hunt on the kind of character front. I think that the things that he's been involved with are um, not, it's it's not like a drug problem as much, you know, where you kind of think this is going to continue to linger. I believe he's going to straighten up his act after this, and that's a hard thing to try to say, but I think it's going to be true in his case.
Next, a uh, guy that I have ranked higher than DLF is Damian Williams. I have him as my number two or uh, 21 running back, where DLF has him as number 27. So again, like the case for all of these so far, it's just been a six six uh, ranking difference. Um, this is definitely the most controversial player to rank. Like I'm definitely planting my flag on him because I haven't ranked ahead of any of the DLF analysts. So um, I already have him ranked above all of them. And so, yes, he's never had more than 50 carries in a season. I realize that. But he's also uh, in this incredible situation where he's working with a man that always turns running backs into top 12 fantasy running backs in Andy Reid. I'm not concerned. I really, I'm really not. Kansas City has repeatedly said throughout the offseason that Williams will be their lead back, and they're not one of the teams that's prone to lie or deceive in the press. They just don't do that. Kansas City is pretty straightforward. They mean what they say and that Williams is their starting running back. Like, he really is. I believe that. He's, the most, uh, he's on one of the most explosive offensive teams in the league that actually does an incredible job of scheming up their, passing, uh, their passes to their running backs better than anyone else, arguably, than New England. Uh, fear uh, of the unknown has kept experts from ranking him as high as I do, but I have nothing to fear here. I really don't. Like, I don't fear it. He's one of my most owned players in all of my leagues, and I drafted him as my running back number one in my recent FFPC draft that you can read about. It's a full PPR league, and I was happy to get some pest catchers and then get him in the third round as my starting running back for my team. I'm not worried about it at all, so I have Damian Williams ranked quite a bit higher than the guys do at DLF. Similar vein, uh, I have James White ranked as my number 24 running back, while DLF has him as 32. So here we have an eight ranking difference. So here we go again, uh, coming off Damian Williams, I'll say speaking of teams that know how to scheme up their running backs in the passing game, that's exactly what New England does. And uh, they are one of the best at doing it. James White is solidified, totally solidified as their patch catching back in New England. Only the D, only one DLF analyst has him ranked as high as number 24, which I do. So I consider him an every week starter, uh, particularly in PPR. I, I do all my rankings based on half PPR. But if you're in a PPR, I'd even rank him higher than that. Um, I think that that uh, DLF ranker that hasn't ranked 24 like I do is the only one that's right. With Grant gone and Brady's downfield passing really weakening, I believe that they're going to continue to use the short passing game as well as just trying to commit themselves to being a running run first team. James White's the man. This is crazy. Only Christian McCaffrey had more targets than James White last year. Only one more, 125 to 124. White has had more pass more targets than anyone on his team. Isn't that crazy? Think about that. Like the New England team, granted that Edelman was out for four games, so maybe Edelman would have been ahead of him if you take those four games out. But here we've got the leading pass targeted player was James White last year for New England. And I think more of the comes, more of the same is going to come. He had more targets than wide receivers like T.Y. Hilton, Brandon Cooks, Kenny Galladay, Corey Davis. I just believe that the, the Patriots drafted Damian Harris, and that's nothing to, to concern yourself with with, with um, James White because he's only come in to compete with Sony Michelle, which we'll talk about later. James White's role as the passing pass catching back in New England is secure. He cannot be stopped. In fact, I traded for him this year in a reality sports online league, the team that uh, my buddy Dave Brown and I have won two years in a row after starting the league two years ago. Um, we've won two years in a row, and we were gladly traded him in this PPR league uh, to get James White. 
And then I also drafted him as to be a starting running back for me in my recent uh, FFPC draft that I just talked about, where I've got Damian Williams and James White in this PPR league as my starting running backs. So these are guys that you can trust, and I have them ranked uh, way higher than DLF. Next player that I have ranked higher is uh, Dante Foreman from uh, Houston. I have him ranked as my number 42 running back, whereas DLF has him ranked as their number 54 running back. Now, I know that we don't have a history of running backs coming back from the Achilles injury. Like, I admit that. But someone has to be the first to, and medical uh, technology keeps improving. Uh, The reports out of OTAs were that Foreman was looking awesome, that he was looking 100%. He looked like the guy that was surpassing Lamar Miller last year before he had that crazy touchdown run where he, he scored but got injured on the same play. Houston did not draft a running back. That's pretty significant. They didn't draft a running back. They only signed two uh, UDFAs or undrafted free agents to come in and compete. And so it's really Lamar Miller and Dante Foreman and these two undrafted free agents. To me, this shows that they were confident in Foreman's return, like they must have known uh, checking in on his rehab. He had a whole year to rehab. Now he's been to year two of his rehab, so he's got two years of getting healthy. And they show what they mean by how they drafted. They did not draft a running back. So I think that uh, they do have, I will admit that they do have one of the poorest offensive lines, so that does give me some concern when it comes to Foreman. But they also have one of the best improvisational quarterbacks in the league in Watson, who, no matter what his line is like, continues to show that he can be the type of quarterback that can get them in scoring position time and time again. I only have Dante Foreman in one league, um, but I am trying to trade for him right now in all of my other leagues and hope that someone who is down on him and doesn't think that he can come back would be willing to trade him to me. Next and last player that we'll have for players that I'm higher on than DLF is Jamal Williams, running back for Green Bay. I have him ranked as my number 49 running back, so he's back there quite a bit. But DLF has him ranked as 60, so there's an 11-spot difference there. Here's my thing with Williams. If you've been following me, you know this uh, from my uh, writing and from what I've been telling you, is I've consistently been higher on Williams than almost anyone I've ever seen. I still have him ranked higher than almost anyone that I've seen. It was not until last year, mid-season, that I finally moved Aaron Jones ahead of Williams. I finally reluctantly did it, admitted that maybe Williams is a little bit more explosive and could be the number one back there in Green Bay. But I didn't do it enough to say that the hate, you know, that I believe it too much. I think the hate's gone too far. I own Williams in three of my leagues and uh, love it because I think that he's just the perfect starter for when the often injured Jones gets hurt. Uh, he's got a new head coach in Green Bay, which obviously means like every position battle gets you know an unbiased look going into the season. And they only drafted Dexter Williams late as a rookie to compete for these two third-year backs. And so one of these third-year backs is really going to earn the job, I think. And um, I do have Jones ranked higher, ranked number 26, but I really still believe in Jamal Williams and feel like Jones, who gets hurt often, will get hurt. And Jamal Williams is going to have a number of games where he's going to be lead back there in Green Bay. I've often argued, that, you know, uh, I'd argue that, that he's flashed for longer stretches of time than Jones has. Like Williams had two seasons ago had a stretch of flashing. Last season had a, a little bit of a stretch of flashing. And Jones has had one small stretch last year. Um, it was definitely better than Williams, but Williams has had longer stretches. Um, so I think it's not a guy that you should give up on. Hang on to Jamal Williams and try to trade for him while people are down on him right now. That was six players. Now we'll go to four more here before we close. And these are players that I actually have 
ranked far less than DLF. So these are players that DLF and the experts there have ranked far lower than I do. First is Darius Geis. He's my running back 22, but he's DLF's number running back 15. So we got a seven-spot difference in the ranking. Only one DLF analyst ranked him as low as I do. Someone else actually ranked him as low as I do, but only one. Here's the fact, man. I'm just too concerned about his injuries. Uh, he was my number three running back behind Barkley and Chubb last year in the rookie draft. But all these injury concerns have lingered for far too long, uh, both just the surgery and the uh, infection that came after the surgery. And they just have him ranked lower for me, uh, let alone the fact that Washington uh, drafted him, uh, drafted a running back in Bryce Love. They also kept their veteran running back in Adrian Peterson, of all people. It just shows. The signs are showing that they were questioning Geis' health. They drafted a running back. They kept a free agent running back. It just shows me that there's something going on there. Um, I loved his talent coming into the NFL, but now I feel like there's too many red flags to have him ranked as high as 15, so I've moved him back to number 22. Here's where you get the bigger disparity probably of, of all that I have here, and that is uh, Sony Michelle. I have him ranked as my number 35 running back, where DLF has him ranked as a number eight, uh, 17. So that means there's an 18-rank difference between Sony Michelle. So here's the, the huge disparity for me, right? I think that injury concerns coupled with what I call my higher-than-anyone rookie ranking of Damian Harris. Like, I had Damian Harris ranked higher than anyone in the industry. And so I had Damian Harris ranked high. And so what I've done now, given these injury concerns, is I've officially moved Harris to number 28 ahead of Michelle, who's number 36. So I have him ranked ahead of Michelle already as far as Dynasty goes. I know that I'm one of the few analysts. Maybe there's others who have done so. Uh, but it's not even a questionable move for me. I'm very confident in it. New England's clearly uh, zigging while everyone else is zagging by becoming a run-first team. They drafted Harris in the third round, showing their concern and and uh, position for their position and likely due to Michelle's health, whom they drafted as a first-rounder the year before. But I'm a lot lower on Michelle, and I always have been. Even last in last in two years ago as a rookie draft, I had Michelle ranked a lot lower than everyone else did. And obviously, I'm still that way today. I think Harris will earn the running downs role in this this backfield from this year and for the future years going forward. I'm high on Michelle and very low. I mean, high on Harris and very low on Michelle. Two more guys here. Uh, Tevin Coleman. I have him ranked as my number or 36 running back, while DLF has him ranked as their number 28 running back. So there's an eight ranking difference right there. This gives me a chance actually to talk about all the differences that I have between DLF and um, the San Francisco running backs because I do have Coleman as the highest ranked uh, San Francisco running back at 36, but I have Matt Breida super close to him as running back number 39 and Jarek McKinnon all the way back at number 55, whereas DLF ranks McKinnon at 34 and Breida at 43. Here's the thing. If you've been following me, you know that I've never believed in McKinnon, and I've been proven right on that. The guy can't stay healthy. Nothing happens with him. There's no reason to have him ranked as high as other people do. And the other thing is I've always loved Breida more than most most people, and I've been proven right by that. Proven right last year as he finished as a top 24 running back, even while he was battling, battling all those in, injuries last year. So battling all those injuries, he still finished as running back number 24 in half PPR, and he's going to do it again. Like, I really believe in Breida. Now, I'm not believing in it enough to say that Coleman, I do believe that Coleman was signed to be in free agency to be the number one running back in San Francisco. 
I do believe that he'll have the number one role, but I also believe that Breida is too good, and I think he's too trusted. Like, he's very much trusted by the coaching staff there to not be highly involved. Like, Breida is going to be involved more so than McKinnon, and it's going to be a Coleman and Breida backfill. And I like that having them both, that Breida can actually stay more healthy, and I think this could actually improve what Breida does. So I like them both. I believe they'll score about the same amount of fantasy points. If I was going to put Coleman and Breida, I'd put them almost as exactly the same amount of fantasy points. But you can get Breida so much later in your drafts if you're doing startup drafts, and you can get him so much later if you're talking about trades, like he's just devalued with that team. And so I have Coleman ranked lower than most, largely because I have Breida is about equal with Coleman. Last guy that I'll mention is Ido Smith. Uh, I have him ranked as my running back number 62, where DLF has him ranked as 41. So we've got a 21 uh, rank disparity there. I was super surprised to see him ranked this high by DLF. I really do believe in Ido. I really don't believe in Ido Smith. He had plenty of opportunities last year to do something while Coleman was injured and while uh, Freeman was injured, and he just never could do so. He just seemed like he was kind of like a permanent, kind of supplementary type of back. Plus, I add to that the fact that I was way higher on most analysts on Cadre Allison um, when they drafted him in the fifth round. They did draft him late, so he doesn't have a lot of uh, draft value. But this reminds me a lot of James Conner. Like, that's how Allison runs. Like, I really believe in Allison. And I have actually Allison ranked at number 69 in Dynasty, where I have Ido Smith 61. So they're already super close to me. I think that Ido Smith is going to be relegated to a passing downs back while Freeman and Allison are going to carry the load on first and second downs. And if Freeman was going to get hurt, which you've heard me say that I believe that Freeman's very injury prone, I think Allison's going to come in and be the one and two down back, and Smith's going to stay designated to his role in Atlanta, which just doesn't give him the upside that the DLF rankers are giving him. I have way more confidence in Allison and what he can do uh, should Freeman get hurt. So... Those are the differences. There's 10 guys that we talked about, six that I'm higher on than, than the DLF guys, and four that I'm actually quite lower on than the DLF guys. That's going to be a wrap for this week, my friends, my freaky friends, I should say. Thanks for listening. As always, make it a two-way conversation anytime by contacting me at dynastyfreaks.com. Email me at dynastyfreaks with two E's at gmail.com. I'm much better on email than I am on Twitter, but you can contact me on Twitter at LonghornJustin. I will say that I've been building this website podcast up for about a year now. I did this to, for two reasons. I wanted to develop a year's worth of content before promoting the website and the podcast. But more importantly, I really wanted to get uh, better at practicing this. And then more so, I wanted to be able to have verifiable, contestable content on the site so that you can go back and you can read previous articles. You can go back, you can listen to previous podcasts and see whether I'm right or wrong. I want to prove that I can be the most trustworthy, independent fantasy voice, dynasty fantasy voice uh, in this dynasty landscape. Now that I've had a year, a year of verifiable and contestable content on the website, I am going to start promoting the site and the podcast, and you could do me a huge help if you would just go and rate and review the podcast on iTunes. Pretty simple to do. Uh, I said that if anyone rated and reviewed the podcast, that I would read the review on the podcast, which no one did this week, so would love it if you would do so this week and be a good friend of the podcast by doing so. I will read and review your uh, comments as well as I'll respond to any email questions that you have at any time. So thanks for listening. I appreciate your support. Until next time, you know what to do. Go out there and get freaky. Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Freaks podcast with your host, Justin Christopher. We welcome your thoughts and advice. 
Let us know what you'd like to hear on the podcast or see on the website to help you dominate your league. Justin prides himself in responding to every email, so hit him up anytime at dynastyfreaks at gmail.com and follow him on Twitter at LonghornJustin. Justin.